Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and I'm back for another episode. This is episode number 37, which is called Sustainability is Your Best Security Blanket. It is basic human nature that at a subconscious level, all humans crave normalcy, routine, and familiarity. This is especially true during a disaster or some other stressful event. Small children carry stuffed animals and security blankets for comfort. As adults, we mentally carry security blankets in the form of having our own place or waking up in our own bed. We also find security in starting our day with our favorite coffee, tea, or some other food item. But what would you do if someone or something took your security blanket away from you and you lost all sense of normalcy. Well, for most of us, that would cause an enormous amount of stress and fearfulness. But did you know there is a way to keep that from ever happening? I want to start this episode by asking a question. When you were a child, did you have a security blanket? or maybe a stuffed animal that you carried around with you or some other item that was the one thing that as long as you had it, you felt safe and secure. Well, for me, it was this big giant oversized teddy bear with only one eye because the dog chewed the other one off and his name was Junior and Junior was about half of my size. I remember Actually, quite a number of years ago, I was on this business trip and I was flying through Charlotte, North Carolina. And as I was walking through the concourse, there were some airline representatives that had a table set up where they were promoting a a MasterCard that was associated with the airlines. And if you filled out the application and signed up for their program, then you got 50,000 frequent flyer miles and a free gift. I had several choices for the free gift one of which of course was a small teddy bear which made me laugh of course but one of the other choices was this small little blanket and at the time Annette's son Eric was really very young so I chose the blanket so he could use it when we traveled well that was about 15 years ago and he still has that darn thing and he still takes it sometimes when we travel and It is a very nice little warm blanket, by the way. So for many years, that was his security blanket. And this actually illustrates a very good point about human nature. So what are your security blankets? What are the things in your life that give you a certain amount of comfort and security and a feeling of normalcy? And what would you do if someone took all of that away from you? 
So in other words, what would you do if someone took away your security blanket? You know, I am one of those kinds of people that actually thrives on change, variety, and challenge. And this is part of the reason that I do the type of work that I do, which is traveling and working with different hospitals, as well as working on my blog and my podcast, of course, and um, taking care of the homestead. I just simply enjoy the variety. I enjoy working with different people. I enjoy the challenge of the unknown in many ways. And however, this is just not how most people are. In fact, it is basic human nature that at a a subconscious level, all humans crave normalcy, routine, and familiarity. And this is especially true during a disaster or some sort of stressful event in your life. Small children carry stuffed animals and security blankets as comfort. And as adults, we mentally carry security blankets in the form of having our own place or waking up in our own bed. We also find security in starting our day with our favorite coffee, tea, or other food item. And many people find security in going to work every day and punching a time clock or logging onto a work computer. But as I am producing this episode, we are about a year and a half into the pandemic. And in many ways, that pandemic has completely disrupted our routine and our normal way of life. But this, of course, is is kind of an anomaly because pandemics don't exactly circle the airport and land in our backyard on a regular basis. And neither does the apocalypse, which so many people tend to focus on. So there are a number of things in the world that have the potential to destroy and completely disrupt our societal structure as we know it. But, you know, these types of things do not happen on a regular basis. So I don't have a tendency to think about it a lot. You know, I don't, I don't completely dismiss the possibility of such things. But as I said, I just don't really give it a lot of thought. But what I do see on a regular basis is hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, forest fires, flash floods, major snowstorms, and other acts of nature. And in fact, as I am producing this episode, there are over 100 major forest fires in the United States. And there have actually been flash floods and some major mudslides in Colorado, which have resulted in loss of life, loss of property, and so forth. And in fact, some highways in Colorado are closed indefinitely because of the extensive damage. And furthermore, you know, these types of events occur much more frequently than the end of the world. And this is why I think much more about these types of events than I do about the end of society as we know it. But maybe to a certain degree, you know, human nature likes to focus on these huge single events and that perhaps make history or maybe even change the course of history. Because these types of things, of course, get your attention and certainly stir a lot of emotion. But again, natural disasters and other major weather events certainly have the ability to completely disrupt disrupt your lifestyle and 
take away your security blanket. That being said, what would you do if someone or something took away your security blanket? What would you do if your life was suddenly and totally disrupted and you lost all sense of normalcy and security? Well, in my opinion, and as you could probably guess, I was going to give you my opinion anyway, our modern culture is robbing us of our security blanket. This form of robbery is actually very subtle. It slowly slips into our lives in the form of having very little control over our basic necessities. Yet many of us accept this way of life and never really tend to give it much thought because it's easy, it's convenient, and you don't really have to worry about anything. Or do you? Most of us never think about how things can and do suddenly change without our permission. For example, a car accident or an unexpected illness or someone you know suddenly dies. But what about a natural disaster, a sudden, a sudden storm that takes out the grid for several weeks? You know, this is not something that you can control. And what if, for some reason, you no longer had easy access to fresh water, food, or any other basic necessity? And truly, it is this total lack of control over many things in our lives is what robs us of our security. The simple fact is that the vast majority of us are completely dependent on a huge infrastructure for our daily needs. And you know, we sit back with our ease and comfort and we take it for granted that we have easy access to all the basic necessities such as electricity and running water and, and fresh food. However, it is this ease and convenience of our daily lifestyle that produces a false sense of security. We become convinced that we are actually in control. But at face value, this appears to be a wonderful lifestyle. But the ease and convenience disguises a very significant underlying problem. And that underlying problem is that as long as someone else is in control of your resources, they are in fact in control of your life. So do you actually have a choice over what you pay for the basic essentials of your everyday life? And we all know by now that the world can change very rapidly. And you know, we are so connected that we, we instantly hear about these changes as well as all the other bad news. You know, it's commonplace to, to hear about a disaster, the, the rising cost of living, global warming, the next recession or another oil crisis. We are constantly bombarded with things that are out of our control. And furthermore, you know, the general perception of the public is that if something major were to happen, if there was an actual national emergency, that the government is going to swoop in and take care of us. They will rescue us. They will guard us and make sure that nothing happens to us. Well, I really truly hate to burst your little bubble, but nothing could be further from the truth. 
because in the event of a national emergency, the government is first going to protect the national and state leaders. They're going to guard our national borders. They're going to protect vital portions of the, the national infrastructure. And most likely, we would be under martial law. And once all of these things are safeguarded, then they will begin to think about the people. You know, you have to remember that when Hurricane Katrina struck and the Super Bowl was being used as an emergency shelter, it took the Federal Emergency Management Agency five days just to get fresh water delivered. So to make matters even more challenging, and for the reasons I stated above, you know, I think we're starting to see a general loss of trust in our societal structure and and the government to perform its most basic function, which is, of course, to take care of the people. There is certainly a fear that our very economy and social structure will not survive in its present form. And additionally, more and more people are tired of the consumer culture, the heavy debt, and the mortgage-induced wage slavery. People are also growing weary of high utility bills, the general stresses of modern society, and a general loss of personal privacy and freedom simply because we do live in a surveillance society. Consequently, your security blanket is gone. You are not actually in control of your life. Someone else is making decisions that affect you, and you have no voice in the matter. Now, I cannot solve the world's problems. I cannot control or solve the issues of a vast and complicated infrastructure, nor can I influence a giant government that no longer seems to address the needs of the people. And it is certainly not possible to control the price of oil. But what I can control is how I choose to live every day. I can control my dependence on others for many of my daily needs. It is possible to downsize, live frugally, get out of debt, pay off the mortgage, and daily focus on the skills of self-reliance and sustainability. You see, part of the underlying problem is that our consumer society pushes us to have more and more possessions. This, of course, keeps us spending money and keeps us in debt. Consequently, many of us are slaves to our lifestyle. You know, we work a job that we may not like. We have a boss that we don't like. We swim along neck deep in debt. We truly have no control over our lives. Goodbye vacation, goodbye savings account, goodbye personal freedom. But in contrast, a self-reliant and sustainable lifestyle pushes us toward simplicity. So just for the sake of comparison, let's think about two different people. Let's compare two different people. Person number one, the guy who works a job making $200,000 a year, he has a nice big house, brand new cars, several children, but he lives paycheck to paycheck and is always under a tremendous amount of stress and has very little free time. 
Person number two. A guy who lives in a small basic house on some acreage. He works two to three days a week. Makes less than half what the other guy makes. But he is debt free and has no other major obligations in his life. And consequently, he takes three to four months off a year to travel and enjoy life. So which person would you rather be? Now, herein lies the rub. The more you have, the more you have to maintain. The more you have, the more you have to pay others to help you maintain what you have. The less you have, the less you have to worry about. The more basic your lifestyle, the more likely you are to be able to provide things for yourself. There was actually a time in our culture when when the average person was able to provide most things for them for themselves. People had a large garden and they did a lot of home canning. The average family had a barn or, you know, some sort of workshop at home to make and repair things. You know, there were large farmers markets. People traded and bartered. The average person or family actually did not make a purchase unless it was absolutely necessary. Now compare this to our modern lifestyle. Much of what we need on a day-to-day basis is actually manufactured by someone else. So we have to make the money that's needed to purchase those things. Then when they break, we throw them away and we purchase another one. Which of course keeps us working so we can pay for something else. But this is a life that we have become accustomed to because we are addicted to convenience. This becomes our norm. And as long as things stay more or less normal, we feel comfortable and secure. Our lifestyle consequently becomes our security blanket. However, I would contend that this is nothing more than a false sense of security. And it is a false sense of security because we all know how rapidly the world can change. And there is absolutely nothing you can do. Certainly, the COVID pandemic has proven just that. However, there is something that you can do about that. You can downsize your life, you can get out of debt, you can live frugally, and you can learn the skills of self-reliance and sustainability and incorporate those skills into your everyday life. Now, remember the example of the two guys I just gave you a little bit ago, you know, the one making over 200,000 a year and the other guy making less than half that amount, yet has a tremendous amount of personal freedom. Well, that is me comparing myself to one of my friends, and that is exactly the difference between him and I. He makes a tremendous amount of money and yet is stressed all the time. And I have this simple, basic lifestyle because it's actually what suits me and my personality. And because of that, I have a tremendous amount of personal freedom. So that is, in fact, what I do. Every day, I walk further down the road of self-reliance and sustainability. And consequently, I am debt-free and I have a tremendous amount of personal freedom. And by doing so, I gain a little more confidence that I can take care of myself. 
and this confidence makes me worry a whole lot less about what else is going on in the world that is out of my control. And this is because I manage a good part of my own resources. I distinctly remember when the pandemic first started and was kind of getting into full swing. Annette's son, Eric, was, of course, taking in all the hype about what was going on in the world because he was a teenager. And in fact, he started getting a little worried about it and asked me one day, what are we going to do if the world falls apart? I explained there is nothing that we need to do. The resources that we have at our immediate disposal are sufficient to sustain us for several years. And in addition to that, we have the greenhouse and the ability to obtain as much meat as we need. So in many respects, our self-reliant sustainable lifestyle protects us from so many things in the world that we cannot control. And that is the most important point I want to bring out in this episode. That if you just take the time and effort to set up a lifestyle of self-reliance and sustainability, you actually have much more control over your life. This is simply because you have much more control over your day-to-day resources. So I would encourage all of my listeners to focus more time and attention to the things that you can actually control. And that is simply how you live day to day. And one of the most important choices you can make, of course, is to live sustainably. Make the right choices for yourself and live sustainably. Live sustainably for long enough and you will come to a very important realization. And that realization is that a self-reliant and sustainable lifestyle is your best security blanket. This is your host, Patrick, signing off until next week. So please join me next week for another exciting episode. And remember, if you enjoy the material that I produce and you enjoy listening to my podcast, then take the time to subscribe to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast, as well as my companion blog, Off-Grid Living News. And of course, please take the time to leave me with a review. I do appreciate you listening to today's episode. And until next week, always remember to live sustainably because this is how we build a better future. Thank you.